0: The Lord be with you. you, A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one can take them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one can take them out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord Today, the fourth Sunday of Easter, is Good Shepherd. Sunday. And it is the center point and the hinge upon which the Easter season turns. The pre, three previous Sundays leading up today, we consider different appearances of Christ to his disciples after he rose from the dead. And the church coming to terms with the unthinkably wonderful reality of the Lord's victory over sin and death and the grave itself. Moving from this Sunday, we will have an eye cast toward the great Sunday of Pentecost, which concludes the Easter season. And the preoccupation of the church and the readings, especially the Gospels, will be what it means to live in union with the Lord who is enthroned in heaven while we are on earth. And how do we prepare ourselves for that advocate, the spirit that he will send to be with us. And in between those two points of the Easter season is today, the Sunday of the shepherd. The Sunday where the church pauses and reflects on the wondrous news that the victory of Jesus Christ is not a victory only for himself, but one that involves us. And that where the shepherd goes, the flock must follow. It is an absolutely important and wonderful reality that we linger with then today. Because here the Lord says something vitally important, not simply that I am the shepherd, But that my sheep know my voice, and they will follow me. And my sheep are so thoroughly mine, that no one can take them out of my hand. And to understand what the Lord is really saying with this very simple series of words, turn your eyes over to the marvelous icon on our wall here. In Greek, the title of the icon, in the Greek letters on top, the Anastasis, the resurrection. But notice what it shows us. It shows us here the good shepherd who has laid down his life for the sheep on his cross and who goes seeking the lost sheep even into the grave. And so this is Jesus after he has died on the cross in the divine glory of his risen life before his body has left the tomb in a way that is discovered. He has come seeking the lost, Adam and Eve, who in the Garden of Eden fell into death, a death that all of us have inherited. And here the shepherd seeks into the grave for those who are lost, and note what he says. Those who are mine, none shall take from my hand. And notice his hands. Reaching into the tombs of Adam and Eve, snatching them away from darkness, from sin, from guilt, from destruction, From death into life. The shepherd takes his sheep with him. What a beautifully powerful understanding this is. This is the essence of that statement in our second reading that the lamb will be their shepherd. That the lamb who seemed passive, who seemed weak, whose life was taken, offered in sacrifice, in that very gentleness, in that very silence, in that very offering of himself is mightier than all the destructive power of this world. And it is the lamb, the gentle lamb offered in sacrifice who is also at the same time, the mighty shepherd. The mighty shepherd who guards and guides and directs his flock, not simply in this world, but through this life, to an eternal pasture with waters that are refreshing into eternity itself. This is what we celebrate today. That in rising from the tomb, the Lord has taken our humanity with him. And that the Lord who ascends into heaven goes to prepare a place for us. And he, our shepherd, will lead us through this world. To that wondrous and eternal pasture. Where we will know peace. And we will know joy and we will know a goodness and an abundance that can never be taken away how absolutely wonderful that is but today is also mother's day the church doesn't celebrate mother's day but we do (laughs) and yet The curious thing is that there is no greater one who celebrates the wonder of motherhood than Jesus Christ himself. The shepherd, the lamb who was slain, the one who has come to lift us from death into life comes into this world, how? By preparing for himself a perfect mother let's just pause with that for a moment, because there is something here that is truly great and wondrous that we think about too infrequently, and that is this. There is something so intrinsically marvelous about motherhood that the Word of God was pleased to experience it himself. There can be no greater statement about the dignity and the greatness of motherhood than that. When we celebrate our blessed lady, the blessed and most perfect of all mothers, the mother of Jesus, we are also saying, Jesus Christ was pleased to come into this world, not simply as the son of Mary, but also wondrously, gloriously, and precisely as the son of a mother, as the child of a mother. And he was pleased to make his own the experience of a mother bearing a son, raising a son. And he was pleased to make His own, the experience of a son loving and appreciating his mother. The church doesn't set a day aside to celebrate Mother's Day. But in confessing the incarnation of the Lord, the church, without always directly saying it, holds the greatness of motherhood before us every single day. And so it is only good and only fitting and only right that so many roses representing our prayers for our own mothers are placed here before the crowned statue of our blessed lady, the mother of our Lord, as a reminder that our concern, our care, our appreciation of and our joy in our mothers is something that he shares, something that he himself is pleased to make perfect, something that he himself is pleased to make his own. What a marvelous reality this is, because the simple truth is, enthroned gloriously in heaven, Jesus is still the son of Mary he is still touched by the mystery of being a son who loves his mother. He is still touched by the reality of being a son who honors his mother. And so note the crown on Our Lady's head because this for us today is absolutely significant. This crown that Our Lady wears, the echo of the glory with which Jesus Christ crowns his mother, we have to understand is not merely some abstract heavenly glory, it is this. In becoming flesh to save us, Jesus Christ crowns our lady with the great dignity of being that one into whose care he will entrust his life. What crown is greater than that? The crown of his trust, the crown of his surrender, He glorifies her by placing his life completely into her care. And he continues to glorify her and honor her by means of all of the prayers that he is willing to answer by means of her intercession. How wondrous and right then today that these flowers representing the prayers we have for our own mothers living and deceased are placed at her feet so that as we turn to our blessed lady honoring her motherhood of Christ, we also call out to her on behalf of our mothers and on this day, on this day where motherhood is celebrated. Do we dare think that the best son of the greatest of all mothers will not hear those prayers, will not answer those prayers today. And it is absolutely wonderful that we have the opportunity, albeit indoors because of the high winds, to be here at this shrine, this garden, dare I say, this pasture dedicated in honor of our blessed lady. Because the simple reality, my friends, is this. If the Lord is the good shepherd, and in fact he is, and the good shepherd cares for his flock, tends his flock, leads his flock to a place of refreshment, how does he do that? He does it on the cross when the Lamb who is our shepherd, seeing the disciples that he loves, gathered with our lady, says first to her, behold your son. And note what he does. On his cross, he cares for his church. He cares for the disciple. In fact, the disciples that he loves by sharing the gift of Our Lady's motherhood with them. And she is that great and privileged way by which the shepherd cares for his flock, settling those lambs that he himself loves into the maternal care of Our Lady. And then he says to that same flock that he loves so much, behold your mother and mine, my mother, now your mother too. And the wonder of her motherhood that I have been pleased to experience myself, I now give to you settling his flock settling his sheep literally in the pasture the garden near the flowing streams of grace of her maternal heart how wonderful then that we can reflect on these things literally in a place so beautiful and so wonderful as the shrine whose exterior beauty the beauty of its gardens the sound of the birds even the sound of the water in the fountains on the property, echo that beautiful scripture verse of where the shepherd will lead his flock. And we see a certain fulfillment of all of that in the heart of Our Lady, the Blessed Mother, the most perfect of all mothers. And in recognizing that, we who honor her by placing before her these roses, place not simply beautiful flowers, but we place these roses as signs of that other care that Christ has for us. The way he offers his grace and his goodness to each and every one of our families. It is not merely an offering of flowers that is before Our Lady today. It is an offering of gratitude, an offering of thanksgiving and offering of goodness and offering, recognizing the great dignity of motherhood by which each of us has life. The great dignity of motherhood, which Christ himself is pleased to experience and rejoice in. These are also then the roses of that affection of sons and daughters for the blessed mother, our mother, and of sons and daughters, for those many other particular mothers whose presence in our lives has such a great importance. And how good it is that the Lamb, who is our shepherd, brings us to this place where we can be refreshed today. And that is what will happen in a few minutes. We will come forward strengthened by the presence and the prayers of our Blessed Lady to stretch out our hands and receive the very life of the good shepherd himself who fills us, who feeds us, who sustains us, as we hear in the scriptures today, even to eternity. And remember what the Lord says, that those who are in my hand, nothing can take them away from me. And so when you come forward, remember that because physically, You'll stretch out your hand to receive him. But what happens in that moment, even though our eyes don't see it and our body doesn't feel it, is he will stretch out his hand and claim you and embrace you and take you to himself. Unite yourself with him then in that moment. Unite yourself with him that the beautiful promise that he makes where the shepherd goes so too the flock may be yours as well. Amen.